All right. Thank you for listening to Remake Rewind, the podcast where we decide if remakes or reboots should have happened. As always, I'm Mike. With me, I've got my two co-hosts. I got Double D, a.k.a. David, a.k.a. Double D. How you doing, little little buddy? What up, Mike? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Good. Good. I'm, good. I'm, I'm really good, actually. I'm having a great week. <laughs> yeah. I've heard good things about you. Yep. I've heard, you, you've heard correctly. Good things have <laughs> happened. I got a new job, and it's going to be great. I'm excited for you, excited. Mike. Thanks, buddy. And, uh... We got Alex. We're kind of mad at Alex right now. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Hi Alex. Hey, did you uh, hear the recording that I sent you? We we brought you up and uh, ruined my childhood. No, I, I think I missed it. I, I sent you a recording, too. Uh, so there's a point where Katrina kind of empathized with the villain in Land Before Time, the T-Rex, and I kind of like, you sound like Alex. (laughs) 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 I've got it right here, actually. No, I'm not going to play it. It's like a 30-second clip. Um, But yeah, basically, she sided with the bad guy, and I was like, man, you really sound like him. So (laughs) That sounds real familiar. (laughs) The reason we're mad at you, Alex, is that we let you pick a movie again. (laughs) Hey, why don't you tell us tell us what what you picked and what we watched because of you? <laughs> uh, I picked Flight of the Phoenix, and well, you got to be a little bit more specific. So it's the Flight of the, the Phoenix, Flight of the original Phoenix. one, <laughs> and then fl- and then fl- just like Facebook for the newer one, they dropped the the because it's way cooler. <laughs> the Flight of the Phoenix and 2004's Flight of the Phoenix. <laughs> exactly right. Um, so why did you and pick Tyrese. these movies, buddy? <laughs> I honestly just looked through a list. And I was like, "Oh, I remember watching this one. I was like thirteen or fourteen. The the new the remake, of course, the newer one. Yeah. I I worked at the movie theater when it came out, and at the time, I don't think there was anything else really out that was good. So I remember like taking several breaks and lunches watching this movie, and my dad really liked it. So I know I saw it in theaters with my dad, and then I'm pretty sure he rented it again. So I've seen this movie a couple of times. And I, you know, I remembered at the, I remembered going into this episode that it was all right. Uh, I had never seen the original one though. Have it, either of you guys seen the original? No, I didn't even know there was an original. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so I, I did know that there was an original back in the day. Um, the thing that's crazy is both of these movies resulted in several people getting really hurt or dying. So the <gasps> original movie, Crap. somebody died. Oh Jesus! Um, so they actually at the end, like we'll get into the movie, but they. You know, the whole plot of the movie is their plane crashes and then they build a new plane out of the wreckage. So they actually built a plane for the original movie and the pilot died, crashed it and died. Wow. Yeah. And then in the newer one, um, they were like, well, we're not going to do that again. So they (laughs) they built like a RC version and it flew a lot further than they thought it was going to fly. And it crashed into the cameraman and broke his leg. Oh, my God. (laughs) So So they built a model plane. Yes, they did. <laughs> so uh, let's just get into it. Uh, who's going to summarize the first one? Uh, I think Alex yeah. got that one. That the long, long, boring one. <laughs> uh, a cargo plane goes down in a sandstorm in the Sahara with less than a dozen men on board. One of the passengers is an airplane designer who comes up with an idea of ripping off the undamaged wing and using it as the basis for an airplane they will build to escape before their food and water run out. That's from John yep. Vogo. Thanks, John Vogo. Thanks, John. John. Th- thanks, John. <laughs> so, <laughs> where do you guys want to start with this? I'm just going to go ahead and say this is not a must-watch movie. It is a long, long movie. It's like two and a half hours. Oh, my God, dude. An hour and in, I was drags. struggling. <laughs> and the thing is, what's what's crazy about it is it has some incredible actors from time. So, it has James Stewart. Yeah, it has, from Vertigo. Uh, Richard Attenborough. <laughs> Uh, Richard Attenborough, who's from Jurassic Park, and then it has uh, Ernest Bor- Borgening, who he's in everything. He's that he's <laughs> the guy who kind of goes crazy, Trucker Cobb. Uh, yeah, uh, who he looks exactly the same. He's Mermaid Man from Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. Yeah, of SpongeBob fame. Uh, <laughs> I got that reference. <laughs> but where do you where do you guys want to start with this? What are some highlights? Uh, when it ended. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, this movie was a bomb. Like it. On a budget of like five million dollars, it only made like three million or something Ooh, like that. Ouch. But apparently, it was a cult classic, and like ten years later, a lot of people liked it. Interesting. I it I, I actually kind of liked long. it. To be honest, it's not a bad movie. It's not like, bad. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it's just slow. The pacing is yeah. It's 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 slow, but it's not bad. 
it's it's not a bad movie and it's well acted and there's certain there are certain aspects of this that i liked better than the newer one and you know we'll kind of compare the newer one later of course and there's certain things from the newer one like pacing that i liked a lot better like i think the dialogue in this one was a lot better like the the back and forth between um what was the, the designer guy's name uh, uh dorfman Dorfman. So the back and forth between Dorfman and Towns, played by James Stewart, I really liked in this one. Like, there's a point where he says something along the lines of, uh, let's see, I've got it right here. Mr. Towns, you behave as if stupidity were a virtue. Why is that? <laughs> oh, kind of yeah. thing. So there was, there was some good, like, back and forth, like, kind of like I, I, yeah. tongue jousting. I, kind of I don't like tongue jousting. Dorfman <laughs> over the newer version also elliot yeah elliot yeah G- with giovanni rubisi or like um yeah like his portrayal i felt like it was more like it was just a dickhead yeah oh yeah that was i didn't like the guy the, the beginning of this movie was like really interesting how like the plane crash took place over the uh opening credits and so like they would like you'd see the plane flying and then like a freeze frame and then you see the barrels and then freeze frame um then you see the pilot and then freeze frame you go back to the barrels and you see the like the strap loose and freeze frame and then you just like see the crash and then you see like the barrels break loose and just hit some guy oh in the man head. <laughs> destroy him and then another th- so like two people died right off the bat like two just people from just those didn't. falling over yeah exactly and then one person got his leg crushed and later died and later died what was weird about this was when so the plane crashed. like it starts quick like Right off the bat, like as soon as the opening credits are done, they're on, you know, the middle of the Sahara, wherever they are. They were on their way to Benghazi. What about her emails? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that pity laugh. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> and they're like, get out, get out. And I'm thinking like they're in the middle of a sandstorm. Why are they saying to get out? And then like, it's weird because they're like, get out, get out. And then there's like a 10 second lag. And they're like, the plate, it's going to blow. And I'm like, okay, I guess that makes sense. Maybe not wait 10 seconds to say that. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, wait, never mind. It's fine. Get back in. And it's like, what? Like, there wasn't even like an electrical fire or anything. There was no reason to think the plane was going to blow up. And is it safe to get out? In a sandstorm? No, not at yeah. all. Because in the new one, they're like, oh, it'll rip your skin off. And then they're yeah, just, they're just like walking it's 100 miles out hour. into the sandstorm yeah. in the old one. The, oh, okay. But one what's funny things... that the old one, you like, you actually see like they get skin damage. And like some that's of them. That's what I like. So that's like one of the chunks, things I like. Like missing. And they, <laughs> and they all like start growing facial hair. Yeah. And yeah, as it goes on and there's getting, it's not just. That they're getting their skin torn. It's they're getting they're dying from exposure. Like they are, their lips are getting drier. They put like cracks in their skin, so it's like they're getting dehydrated. I really liked that aspect, and the makeup is phenomenal. Like it looks like they're the skin's ripping off. Yeah, yeah exactly. And they they look dry and brittle. I really like that aspect. So that's one of the things that I really really liked. Um, one of the things I thought was really funny is at the beginning when they're like flying the plane before they even hit the storm, James Stewart, who plays Towns, the the captain or the pilot, he's not technically a captain. He, um, is moving the plane, like his hands on the wheel, like he's driving a car. And he literally says like, piloting used to be fun. <laughs> kind of thing. Like, it's like, a, it was a little hokey at the beginning. And then, um, yeah. like they go back, like, um. His name's Moran. He's the co-pilot played by uh, Doc Richard Hammond Edinburgh. from uh, yeah. Jurassic Park. He, I know uh, goes... DNA. <laughs> <laughs> they go back and they offer him booze, and it's like that was weird. They're like they're all drinking back there, and then um, you get a little bit about some of the characters. So like one guy was a German dude who was like visiting his brother, and then another guy sells electronics. Uh, that's uh, Mermaid Man, <laughs> and <laughs> you know. Then it just crash lands, and like they did a pretty good job with the landing, I think. Well, all things considered, yeah, all things considered. But it was well, he writes down the error as pilot error, which his handwriting was really good, I must say. <laughs> which I mean, that's later, and like, but really, like, how was it his fault? Like, there you I don't see, know. and there's a big difference between, and we'll get into the the newer one later. But there, there's a big difference between the storm and how it was handled. But yeah. in this one, like. You see him try to go around it, and like they're like, "Oh, it's following us!" And like you, 
he didn't do anything wrong. He like tried to go around it. He tried to go above it, and the storm literally followed him. And then he's like, "Well, maybe we can outrun it." There was nothing they could have done. Yeah. So I, I don't really understand why he blamed himself. I didn't either. I didn't understand that. Like, I thought I, I must have missed something. No, I don't think he did. I think it just he just took the blame for it, just because he's the pilot and it went down. He just had that guilt upon him, <laughs> right? And what's what's funny is like there's a point. So they they land right, and <laughs> they they get upset at Mermaid Man because he's listening to the radio. Like, they're listening to music. He's like, why didn't you tell us we, had to, we could listen to what's going on? He's like, it's mine. I bought it. And it's like, but there, no one's disputing the fact that it's yours. Like, you should have told somebody you had a radio. <laughs> and then and there's like a guy just there shaving. <laughs> yeah, and then he cuts it and it interferes with the radio so they can't hear it and they, like, yell at him. Like, like what do you think this, you're doing? And he's like, I'm trying to be clean. and like, ain't no picnic. Humanity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then, like, the German guy puts, like, a towel over his head and a headband and they start making like super racist jokes. Oh man, that was terrible. <laughs> it's oh. a different time. Yeah, yeah it's definitely a different so. Time. I mean they even like call him a kraut and stuff, so Yeah. Yeah. I mean the difference I, I do now this is supposed to this is 1955. Um and they, they do point out like later on because that he is designing the plane and they're like, oh, you know, with how good of an engineer you are, I'm surprised you guys lost the war kind of thing. <laughs> So, you know, they <laughs> the thing that's weird about this movie, I mean, besides the pacing is like the little fights and spats they get into are like way more insignificant than in the newer one. Like they fight over like people talking too much and they fight over like guy listening to the radio. But I feel like it it would be because that like that's all sense, they think, it's yeah. tough. All they they're like they're just these group of people with each other. Almost twenty four seven. Yeah, about to die. So like <laughs> anything, with, yeah. With, you know, one thing I, that I had a problem with is that Dorfman said they could last four or five more days by diluting the the antifreeze. And antifreeze. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! What is that a thing? <laughs> I I don't know. Hey, honey, <laughs> what do you know about antifreeze? My my wife's a lot more like. Could you distill how it? How poisonous is it? Because like in the movie we just watched. They mentioned that the, like they're like stranded and marooned in the desert, and they have antifreeze. They're like, "Oh, we can dilute the antifreeze and make the water last five more days." She says, "What the fuck?" That seems weird to her. <laughs> it does. It seems super weird. That that I didn't say well with me. So yeah, so people like kill other like people's dogs, like neighbors' dogs and stuff at the antifreeze. It's like one of the most common ways of like poisoning animals. It's weird. Yeah, I when I heard that too, and I was like, "Wait, what? Antifreeze? That's like super." toxic but then i've also heard people getting drunk off antifreeze so i really don't know the hell? <laughs> i have no idea people are weird so in this one there's just like a bunch of people who were in going to benghazi like this wasn't like a company and everything so there was a few soldiers there was a few civilians there's a bunch of different people like they were just on a on a plane right yeah so captain harris who wants to go walk for water he's like oh you know i'll go and walk and there's this really great scene with Moran and he's like, dude, like we're limiting ourselves to one pint of water per day per person to survive. Even if we give you ten pints of water per day while you walk, you're or even if you drink four pints, you're gonna sweat ten. And he's like, and then how are you gonna get by? Oh, a compass. And they're like, those rocks are magnetic. Your compass is gonna dance around. And they're like, okay, well I'll navigate by the stars. And he goes, well, we're off course by 130 miles, and that's if our calculations are correct, even if they're off by 1%, like you'll miss it by hundreds of miles. And then they're like, he goes, oh, well then I'll do this. And he goes, cool. Are you right handed? He goes, yes. He goes, well, then your right leg is developed more. So that means you're going to take a longer stride, which means you're going to go in a left-handed circle and kind of thing. So I liked how they were basically like, you cannot walk in the desert. Like it's not going to happen kind of thing. So trying to give this like thing that there's no hope. And that's when Dorfman says like, I'll build, I can, we can build the plane. Wait, is that and, a thing though? The right legged. Yeah, that's actually a thing. Yeah. Like all, everybody has a leg that's more developed than the previous, the other leg. So most people, whatever their dominant hand is, their dom their leg is dominant. I'm kind of weird because I have right left handed, and I throw with my right hand, and like I kick a ball with my right leg. But if I'm on like a skateboard or scooter, I push with my left leg. So I'm a little weird. A little. Um, <laughs> that is correct. Most people have one leg that is more developed. Um, so the and they that would be true. Yeah, no, that's totally true. Like you wouldn't be able to work, walk perfectly straight. 
um, that nobody can. Most people have one leg that's slightly longer than the other two, like less than a quarter inch. And of course, there are people who have like longer legs. So yeah, that that is absolutely true. That there's no way you without a functional compass that you would be able to walk in a straight line. Cool. <laughs> so that that's accurate. That, thank you for clearing that up for me, Mike. Yeah, no problem, man. <laughs> that's why you're the smart one. Basically, in a nutshell, like the Moran and another guy talk towns into and Harris into like, hey, let's build this plane because at least it'll give them hope and it'll keep morale high. Yeah. But even so, like one guy slits his wrist and then the guy who crowd is like crushed ends up dying wait no and then I, I, I thought f- that was the guy i feel like was that no, him? no that's so no it was a different guy this i think you're mixing the two movies up because that, that in the new no. one that's what happened because captain harris still goes out to walk but then no, the, he still does the sergeant they, watson they like build the pretends he injures himself roll his ankle yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but no they still agree to do that while they're waiting uh, so originally they didn't want to do that. They both talk. So the thing about these movies is they're about ninety percent the same, and a lot of the yeah. dialogue is the same. Yeah. Um, there are like the new one does a few like flourishes to change it a little bit, but they basically both movies end up doing it to keep morale up. Like Towns, the Towns character thinks that there's no hope of the plane working. And there's a scene when like they're talking about the plane, and he's like, "This this <laughs> engine has two thousand horsepowers. It'll rattle anything we put together with the tools we have." Well, I like the, the guy's I like, like where he's like, down throttle. How, "How do you plan to put the people on? You you want to put them up there like sack of potatoes? Just tie them up yeah. there." <laughs> I, do, I do like that they actually addressed that in this one though. They did they just built the fairings for them on the new one. Yeah. Well, the thing that's weird is like they they literally just hold on. Like, yeah. They don't even get like work. strapped in. Like they had. Yeah. The thing is, they had a ton of harnesses and straps because they made harnesses to pull the things around like sled dogs. Like, you would think they would come up with, like, a simple strap system to, like, <laughs> also strap with in. Also, six, like, malnourished guys that are dehydrated <laughs> be able to pull that plane? I mean, there's adrenaline and, like, the will to survive. But, like, <laughs> would you really be able to be on a, you know... A couple hour flight just holding on? No way. Not no. a chance. <laughs> and like this one, the flight is a little bit better. Um, but in like the new one, like he fu- he like fucking banks like as soon as they like they dr- both of them they have to like drop off of a cliff to kind of like get the speed to do it. But yeah. in the newer one, like he like drops <laughs> off and he like banks and he's immediately almost upside down turning. It's like, <laughs> come on. I also like in There's the no way. in the older one, like he's like. Uh, we're gonna build something, something. He's like, "What was that? Skis." <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, they did that, so they go, that makes sense for like a sand yeah. environment. Um, so, like, basically, in a nutshell, what ends up happening? You know, a few things happen. Or like, um, Mermaid Man, who his name is Cobb, in this he goes he goes crazy and like wants to go walk with Harris, and they're like, "No, man, you're kind of crazy. Like, no, you're not smart so, enough for this." So he like ends up like walking off on his own and he just like dies and then another guy slits his wrist and then they end up the captain harris ends up coming back and then they they see some arabs and then they go and oh let's go and well, see well, if they even, can like help. captain harris came back but then sergeant watson saw him he didn't even do anything like no did, i want i hated that guy to be honest no, that guy I was was terrible. Oh, i'm yeah. like he, yeah <laughs> i didn't he want him to live fakes an injury and everything yeah and then he got happy when captain harris dies and shit i'm like dude fuck this guy yeah (laughs) no he wasn't a a good guy terrible person and then they end up like off screen like two guys go to talk to the arabs and they they get killed yeah him and the doctor and they left him there with the lame camel i had to i was like wait why did i had to replay that scene because i was like wait they left it because it's lame and then i like looked it up i was like uh (laughs) i learned something new it's weird that they want to like kill it and i don't know they yeah they just leave the camel there and then like there's a scene where they find out that dorfman's stealing water like someone's stealing water and he's like i did it because i'm working way harder than you guys kind of thing and i was like i get that and they're like why didn't you just ask for it because like you wanted to given it to me but it's not a problem anymore <laughs> because you guys are all gonna work just as hard as me so now it's fine kind of thing. but this one yeah, made more sense, sense because like dorfman he 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 was working with them you see him actually like doing physical labor compared to yeah. like the new one he, the fucking he's like, just dude, telling them what he's to just do, telling yeah. them what to do he's like i'm yeah. working hard at night i'm like dude you just stand well, around sleeping and, yeah. and like <laughs> basically we're hair. everything comes ahead is after that dorfman's like i didn't steal it but we're gonna work equally hard so like moran talks to 
Towns is like he's you're too proud and Towns like it comes to head where Towns is like this wouldn't have happened like it turned I I missed this but I wasn't willing to go back but apparently so they mentioned several times throughout the movie like Moran keeps saying like oh I don't drink anymore kind of thing and it turns out like he was drunk on the flight and missed a report that said the wet the storm was coming or something like that so Towns blames Moran like if you weren't drunk you would have got the engineering report and we wouldn't even be here I missed that. And I then didn't see that at all. Yeah, that was like yeah, when Moran comes and's like, dude, you're kind of being a dick to Dorfman, like chill, man. You're being way too proud because he says something along like you just want to be right and kind of thing. So he ends up like apologizing and like does this thing where he says that like in front of the whole crew that Dorfman's in charge of the plane. <laughs> and then like the plane finishes and then they they find out that he's a he builds model planes model aeroplanes and he's kind of like smug like it's the same thing if anything my my designs are more superior because it's flown with the remote control and it's got to be able to stabilize itself and blah 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 kind of thing yeah and then it works they just fly off (laughs) into the sun and then everything's great i i kind of liked how that was handled more than the the newer one because like where they just show them back in their lives <laughs> no i mean so the thing oh no they don't they don't fly they end up in like another oiling town and they're like yeah. like who's that like so they just end up at like a stop somewhere <laughs> um yeah any anything that you guys want to i did like the scene like there's a, some really good tension where like they only have seven starting charge like cartridges to start the engine yeah and they use like three of them and it doesn't go and the fourth one doesn't go. So then he uses the fifth one to clear the cylinders and then he does it again and it starts. Yeah. You know, there's some good tension there. And like, they, I did like this, you know, like they're all excited that it works. And like Dorfman though gets mad at him for using one to clear the cylinders. And he's like, I forbid it even after the fact that he does it. Like, yeah. He's still like trying to hop up on them. Like, what are you doing? Stop. He already did it. He already did it. Well, then what's funny is so at the very beginning of the movie, when he's like, this engine will tire it apart. He's like, as soon as the engine starts, you need to throttle back so yeah. you don't shake the plane apart. And like, they're all celebrating and dancing and everything. Even <laughs> even Dorfman's all happy. And then like, after like thirty seconds of just seeing the plane, like the pacing in this movie was bad. Like it was literally like thirty seconds of just watching the plane go. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, wait a second, throttle back, throttle back. <laughs> also, does it think- not matter that they're just standing in front of the engine? No, it doesn't matter. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Just get uh, and then they eventually get up and <laughs> it is you know that's the end of the movie honestly it's not a bad movie it's just it's so fucking so, long it just dragged man like, I, I texted I you guys understand. as i was watching it i was like i'm an hour in and i am struggling <laughs> i i struggled too i i paused it a couple times went and got you know <laughs> yeah i left snack to get food yeah <laughs> it was really long it's to, oh, over two and a half hours long oh man and like i i can watch two and a half hour movies like you know avengers infinity war is about that that long but there's so much going on like oh man yeah there was not a lot going on in this one no i i don't really have much more to say about this movie like it was well acted um alex talked about the i thought the makeup was incredible like it looks like they'd been in the desert for 15 days yeah even like they were about uh, to die the hd old style it looked really good yeah like, the makeup held up like it looked like they literally had skin peeling off their nose and stuff and especially I watson watson great. looked like his nose is like split open watson and, and Mor- moran yeah looked really good i liked how um james stewart's character like his growth like his beard just looked dirty and gross <laughs> and it looked like two weeks worth of growth yeah um but yeah all they had to eat was dates <laughs> yeah so they were probably pooping a lot <laughs> <laughs> um i mean i don't have anything else i think we should just move into the new one unless sure. you guys have anything else to say no i just want to say i did like the interactions in this one a little bit more i thought they developed things a little bit better but i mean they had a lot more time to do it <laughs> i do not think this movie was worth somebody's life no uh yeah i'll agree with that somebody died making this movie and it's not good like it's sad anytime somebody dies on a movie but then, like, some movies you can look at it like The Dark Knight, somebody actually died on that movie. And it's incredibly sad, but that movie is one of the best superhero movies ever made. And you can kind of go, like, well, at least that movie's a good movie. Like, obviously, it's not okay that somebody died making that movie. Right. But at least it's a good movie. Like, it sucks that somebody died for this movie. Yeah. Because it's not 
Fruit it's not bowl. even a bad movie. It's just it's not worth it. Could have been better. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's move into the new one. Who's going to Two thousand four. Flight of the Phoenix. That would be me, sir. This is uh from Sujit R. Barma. A story about the triumph of the human spirit. A group of air crash survivors are stranded in the Mongolian desert with no chance of rescue. Facing a brutal environment, dwindling resources, and an attack by desert smugglers, they realize their only hope is doing the impossible, building a new plane from the wreckage. (laughs) Thanks, Sujit. I was pissed right at the beginning of this movie because I had a Johnny Cash song, like the I've been everywhere, man. Yeah. Like... (laughs) I love Johnny Cash, and I'm like, don't try to trick me into liking this movie just based off music. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what order did you guys watch? I watched the new one first, actually. I, w- I typically watch the original first, yeah, unless the there's a weird issue. First. But I did watch the original first. Oh, well, good for you guys. And <laughs> I watched I, this one first. I didn't really remember any of this. Stuff. So right before I watched it, and I texted you guys this, I looked at IMDb and saw that Tyrese was in this, and I'm like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> All the Tyrese movies are I good. I don't do like mean? Tyrese in anything. I hate Tyrese as an actor. Tyrese makes great movies. <laughs> He's the worst. How about those Bills? What Bills? Ted. What? Ted. Bill Clinton and Cosby, man. Oh, God, their impressions. <laughs> <Ted. laughs> so good. Oh. Actually, Dennis Quaid's Bill Clinton was pretty good. It was actually really good. This was actually was really funny. good. Tyrese's Bill, Bill Cosby was pretty terrible. It, it, so I watch. So when I do stuff for the podcast, I I turn subtitles on so, so I can make sure Same. I get things correctly. I didn't even realize who was doing a Bill Cosby impression, <laughs> except for the subtitle said Bill Cosby impression. <laughs> that's that's what I Bill told Cosby David. Voice. I didn't realize it until I saw his text. I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. He was trying. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Cosby, Bill Clinton, all those innuendos. That was great, man. Yeah, they're they're great. <laughs> good old Dennis Quaid Clinton. Yeah, that was really good. Um. Dennis Quaid's one of those actors where he's either really good or he's really boring. I think we talked about this in, uh, Footloose. in Footloose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Footloose, he could that could have been anybody. It's, yeah. Even this movie, he was just <laughs> there was no real arc for him. He was yoked for an older guy. Dude, I didn't what? expect that. Yeah, I mean, like, Alex, we're talking about. He's got like that old old guy buff body, that, <laughs> but he's got like a four pack, saggy ripped. Saggy well, I wouldn't even say that was saggy ripped. Like his back didn't look ripped, but his like. He had some pecs and he had like a four pack. Like, yeah. obviously, he just worked out the vanity muscles um, for this because he was going to be shirtless a bunch. But, you know, he's in pretty good shape. He was. He was. I um, applaud you, Dennis Quaid. So, the thing that's weird about this movie, there's no A list actors in this movie, but they're all like Dennis a bunch Quaid. of people. He's not A list. He hasn't Tyrese, been A list since like on. the 80s. But, like, a lot of people, like Jared Padalecki from like Supernatural and Gilmore Girls, I had Hugh Laurie before he was house. Um, he died. And then just a few other people, like, I don't, like, everybody in this movie I had seen in something else. Giovanni Ribisi plays the engineer guy. Um, oh, God. I actually have met him several times. Oh, and really? He's fucking weird in person. He's a nice guy, but he's super tiny. Like, he like little, he's like, like a little little person. Rodent. And he's, he's creepy in person. Like, he's really nice. Like, don't get me wrong. I've, I've, he's a nice guy, but he's just. I was uncomfortable being around him every time I've interacted with him. If there was ever a person to embody the description of slimy, I feel like it would be him. He's not slimy, but like <laughs> when you see him in person, like you get the same vibe you get when you watch him in Ted. <laughs> and oh man, he's just—he's I don't—I don't know. Like, there's nothing he said or did. It's just like. He's just got this energy about him, like he just he's weird. Yeah, I. I, well, I like guess he was good for the role. Yeah, I guess so. Like, so the thing about this movie is it's about forty minutes shorter, and yeah. just like, just like Carrie, the when we covered Carrie, this the remake with um, uh, Chloe Moretz. Even though it was shorter, it did a lot more because it was paced a lot better. So like this one, they have like. A lot more with the the um, instead of being Arabs because this is now in Mongolia, China versus the Sahara. There actually is like several interactions with like smugglers. And like, I actually had a problem also... with that though because they were speaking that? Cantonese. That's not ad- accurate. <laughs> Why is that not accurate? They were in China. No, so uh, C- Cantonese is only spoken in like the southeast region of China. 
huh. majority of them speak like Mandarin. So as soon as like, uh, uh, don't get me wrong, I speak Cantonese. So like, as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, cool. I understand him. Wait, that I'm not supposed to understand him. You're like, <laughs> I mean, they're smugglers. So they could have been from anywhere in China and they were smuggling arms. Uh, that could still make sense. I don't yeah. And and, I mean, and Hugh Laurie's Cantonese, but... like he was just making up sounds in the beginning, yeah, <laughs> like directly to the north of China, I guess. And then and then he's like actually started speaking le- legitimate Cantonese. I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. We're, we're no, no longer just making noise. Come on, house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So the thing about this movie, so a lot of the dialogue is verbatim the same. So that that same scene, there's a guy who wants to go and walk. And try to find stuff. And he's like, oh, I ran three marathons. Like, And one guy's like, have you done it back to back to back? Cause this Why is... does he have an eye patch? Because he's got an, an eye problem. I don't know. I don't <laughs> it's his character. <laughs> but what I liked about this version is so when they say like, they're, oh, well, if you, you're going to sweat 10 pints, if you, even if you drink four, and you show him like sweating and then you like dripping into like his canteen. And then it shows him like getting all weathered, like in the original movie, like they do the makeup and stuff. And then he like falls down dead. And then they're like, oh, also, if you try to use a compass, and then you see him getting lost because the compass. Mag- and then mountains. you're like, you know, and then they're like, oh, well, if you do your leg, everything is the one foot shorter or one foot's more developed. And then you see him walking in a circle. So they do these like little vignettes showing him what they're talking about. Like, I kind of appreciated that being a little different, but the dialogue was like word for word the same. Yeah. And then even. Like you guys already mentioned, Giovanni Ribisi's character Elliot was just a dickhead. Like oh, there was God. something a little bit more sinister. Like he was sinister in this one. Yeah, there was nothing he to like about that guy. Clearly had like issues where like he wanted to be in charge, and he like he got off of like everyone's like, please let's build the plane. I hated well, it. And what's weird is they put like a mystery around him right off the bat, where they're like, he just showed so up. <laughs> he showed up. So this is like an oil company. They're trying to find oil. So everybody's an employee of this oil company except for him, and so when they're getting ready to leave, like the, the girl's name was um, Kelly, I think the female character. Yeah. Kelly. Uh, and she, so she is like, it seems weird. Like it seems like towns played. So the only character who had the same name was towns, the pilot played by uh, Dennis Quaid. Like he's like, all right, it's time to shut this down. And she's like, you like this part of the job. Like it's weird. Like he has some decision-making in this and he's the pilot. Like I felt like, that's not what you would be doing. Like, it, and he kind of seemed like he was just the pilot, but he also said a few things that made it seem like he was in charge. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, just watch me" or something like that. Yeah, it's weird. But then they're like, "Oh," he's like, "Let's go." They're like, "No, we're missing something." He's like, "Nope, this is everybody." And then you see Giovanni Ribisi like come out, and then he's like, "I don't know who this is." Like, "Oh, he's a hitchhiker, and he was supposed to be out of here a month ago, but his plane never came." So it sets this like mystery up where you think maybe this guy's like evil or something. But it never pays off. No, he's just a fucking weirdo. That and then, yeah, like you said at the end, there's several times where he just tries to be, he's like, I drank the water. And you guys are right. Like, he's just like supervising. He's not doing any of the physical work. Yeah. Like, I've been up all night working. What? It's like, no, you're doing writing that. in your notebook. Like, <laughs> you're writing in your notebook. Which and... legitimately, you probably were doing some stuff, but not physical labor that required the, you having yeah. a lot of than the people <laughs> doing the work. But then at the end, like you guys said, the police, and there's a point where he just decides. And rightfully, like, I get that he's angry. So there's a scene where, for whatever reason, they, they decide to go check out the smugglers. And that whole scene went south. Like, the smugglers come, and Giovanni Ribisi's character is like, yeah, don't go talk to them. Because, like, they could be bad guys. They could be smugglers. They could be drug dealers, whatever. Like, we should just try to hide. And then a couple people decide to go anyway. And he's like, I forbid you to go, Towns. You're like, pilot. Which I agree. If anyone's going to go do anything, it should not be Dennis Quaid's character. Right. Because he's the only one who can fly the plane. But they, so two people go, and then Dennis Quaid goes to cover him. And then this guy named uh, Liddell ends up fucking the whole thing up. Because he shows up, even though he wasn't supposed to go. And then he sees that these people have his watch. So one guy gets shot. And then they're like, because everyone's sad, they don't work that day. And so he's like, he does this big thing like, I drank the water and I did this. And so Towns punches him and then he's like, I'm not going to design the plane anymore. And so they go and talk to him. And <laughs> he's, he's all like, crying. Nope. He's like, <laughs> yeah. And so he makes everybody, and he does this like thing that makes sense. He's like, 
you know, now we're down 12 man hours every single day. And then we didn't work this day. And there's this many of you. So we lost 84 hours this day, plus the 12 hours we're going to miss every single day. So we've lost hundreds of hours of man labor kind of thing like that. And so he literally makes everybody beg him like one by one. And it's like, who's the boss? You're the boss. Can we please just build the plane kind of thing? Like there's this like sinister aspect of it, which is weird. And it doesn't pay like it doesn't it isn't explained where that came from. No, not at all. Like in the original one, you can just be like, oh, this guy's a German engineer. It makes sense. Like he was proud of his work. Yeah. Yeah. And well, they, they like, even, in the older one, he's like, oh, yeah, model airplanes are very different from toy airplanes, blah, blah, blah. And he's, they, like, th- angry but calm about it. Yeah. But this one, he's angry. Like, he seems a little, like, Asperger-y. Yeah. Maybe. But in this one, like, the dialogue is word for word the same. Like, when he's talking about the model planes, he's like, drag coefficients, the wing length, and blah, 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 blah. And my planes don't fly. Like, they've had to fly themselves, so they're even more sophisticated. Well, but it's word for word the, the same. The difference is that they also played off where, like, he is somewhat aware that they're... Because, like, he's hesitant about mentioning to them, like, oh, yeah, this is the company I, I work for, and, and they built... This one, he lies yeah. and says he works for a different company. And then he just slips up when they, like... He's like, oh, I need the charts to plot our courses. Oh, they're in my bag. And then Dennis Quaid finds the... Catalog. The catalog. So it's like this one, he lies and manipulates a lot more and it never pays off. Like it would be one thing if you find out that maybe he worked for a different company and he was stealing plans or something like it doesn't make sense. And then at the end, you guys mentioned there's like a happy ending and they show like these guys opened up their restaurant and then this guy went back to his family and Dennis he Quaid works for NASA. <laughs> well, yeah, like the future of NASA is like, why? Because he built a plane out of an existing plane and he already builds planes that made no sense to me yeah i don't there was no redemption for this guy at all in this movie for me no there there was a few things that i didn't get about this movie so one thing they do explain later so initially like when the plane crashes and one of the big differences so in this one and i i kind of disagree with elliot played by giovanni rubisi so there's a point where he goes he goes and barges into the cabin, which is not something you do on a plane. No. He barges into the cabin like, are you guys trying to go over the storm? And he's like, you're too heavy. Well, at that point, there's nothing they could do. Right? The only yep. thing you can do is attempt to try to get over. Or and, turn around, yeah, I guess. But... Well, no, they had already tried, but then the storm came up on the other side. So, like, this yeah. storm was way gnarlier than the original one. Like, you see tornadoes, and you see it, like, all over the place. It was like the mummy. There was nothing he could do. I was actually pleasantly surprised with these effects in this movie. Yeah, they looked really good. Yeah. And so there's nothing that they, he could have done. So it's like the only thing he could do is try to go over. And then later on, like, there's a point where Giovanni Rivisi is like, it's your fault. You could. I told you we were too heavy and you still try. Well, what was he supposed to do? Kind of thing. <laughs> so like that kind of bothered me. And then there's a point where <laughs> they're cra- they're flying, and then he hits like the the tail hits like this little arch thing, and the hatch opens up, and you see a guy go flying out, and then you see him hit and go thud. And then later on, Liddell's character just like walks off and finds him, and like they hadn't agreed to build the plane yet. Like they're like we're not going to do it. So Dennis Quaid goes. And finds him, and he's like, I'll come back if you build the plane. Like, it's good for morale, blah, 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 blah. And he explains, like, I came out here because this guy had my watch. And then you see bullet casings all around him. And I'm like, wait, did he survive? And then, like, later on, just in a line of dialogue, they're like, oh, yeah, uh, we found the guy, and he had bullet casings. They used him for target practice. And it's like, that's not very good target practice to shoot somebody who's (laughs) already dead laying down. Apparently, if they're right know. next to, because wouldn't the shells right. be near the shooter? So yeah. they're just shooting yeah, they above him. Him over and jumped him <laughs> yeah, next <to> him. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So that was a little strange. I the other thing that I thought was really strange about it. So Jared Padalecki's character, and I, I kind of liked this, and I kind of didn't. There's a point where he's like doing something where he like touches every seat in the plane, and he's like, "I've been on hundreds of planes, and I've never crashed because I do this thing." And they made him stop, <laughs> and then. Hugh Laurie's character blames him. He's like, it's your fault talking about jinxes. And it's like, well, you're the one who stopped him from doing his jinx kind of thing, (laughs) like his his good luck charm. Oh, man. And then he goes and wanders the desert to go pee. (laughs) Why did he go so far? And why did he, like... Could he not figure out which way he rolled down the hill? Like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Well, like, and then, like, it pans out 
to show him where he fell, and it's like the closest hill to him is hundreds of feet away from the plane. Like, <laughs> he just kept rolling, and you had to pee, <laughs> just pee. I did like but, that they showed him like half buried with his skin fucking torn uh, off. Why was though? he stood no, up? No, the, the <laughs> death no scenes were like were like a horror movie because like yeah. <laughs> someone would die and it'd be like, "Where is he? Where is he?" And there's like, <laughs> but it makes no sense. Yeah, like, I do think it was cool. They did that because he got he got lost, and then there was another storm, and that's what yeah. happened. But sandstorm ripped him apart. You would get knocked down and then be buried. You wouldn't be buried upright. Like <laughs> well, there's maybe, no way you would stand up. Maybe he was on his knees and he was just buried that high. No, I don't buy that for a second. <laughs> I would not buy that for a dollar. <laughs> buy that for a dollar. <laughs> so it's funny that you said you liked the inter- interactions in the other one better because I actually like the interactions in this. I felt like each character was a little bit more diverse and. You know, they had fun. They were dancing to Outcast, And there's a point where there's like a, a Mexican chef and they make him do stuff. And Same. there's like this Arab guy. And that didn't they make any sense, though, though. The whole, like, he's just laying there as his wing comes crashing into him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a gnarly scene. And they all think he's dead and he's fine. But, like, there's this interaction where, like, the Mexican guy, Sammy, is constantly praying. And the, the Arab guy is like, it's funny that you think you're God. Every, he's like, we're still alive, aren't we? And then he tells a story about a boxer. He's like, a priest and a rabbi go to a boxing match. And the boxer does a cross. And the rabbi asks the priest, what does that mean? And the priest says, nothing if the man can't fight yeah. kind of thing. So like, there's little interactions like that that were pretty good. Um, Tyrese was a weird character in this so he's like obviously how was Tyree how did Tyrese not fall out of the airplane <laughs> yeah that's right that wrote me I wrote that down too like so he goes why do they not have an intercom in the plane yeah that didn't make sense to me so they, they they go two times Tyrese's character goes to like make an announcement and then he was like all right go like right when they know they're gonna crash basically because <laughs> of the storm he's like oh, go out there and so like they hit some turbulence and yeah. he like flies hits the ceiling gets knocked unconscious broke his back <laughs> And then you see him tumbling around as this plane's spinning, but this other guy gets thrown out. How did you're right? How the fuck did he not get thrown out? I have out? no idea, man. Um, but then there's a point where he like threatens to kill um, Elliot because he's oh, yeah. like being a dickhead, and it's like, oh no, that's he, weird. Like, like that's not okay. He, he like thinks someone he catches someone stealing the water, so he's like, who's stealing the water? And he pulls out his pistol. Yeah, but there's another time he pulls out a pistol it's twice like right in the, at the movie. Beginning. Yeah, no, it's at the beginning. He pulls out a pistol twice. Like, the water part, you understand. Um, But then there's another... And then the other thing that's really weird is... um, Fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Don't worry about it. Never mind. Oh, dude, and the part that pissed me off is when they're dealing with the the Arabs. Like, the Liddell guy, like, yelling for his watch, like, got the guy killed. Yeah, that's my watch! And then Elliot came and just, like, they find, they go back to, like, to that camp to see if they have any water or any supplies. And then they find one guy alive. And Elliot, like, I get why they kill, he killed him. But he just, like, kills the guy. And then, uh. I don't know. Oh, like, the heat, they were going to help him. Oh, oh, no, it could have just been, because, like, the, the way he was trying to, the, the. Uh, not they weren't Arabs. The the Chinese the Chinese guy. Oh yeah, I said <laughs> Arabs and the smugglers. Yeah. Um, the way he was saying like, yeah, water is just very suspicious. Um, yeah, that's weird. And then so like, there's another point where, what I did like about this one, there's a point when everyone's like yelling at the guy about being a model plane engineer. Like the wind starts picking up, picking up, and then you see the plane lift off the ground. <laughs> it for a starts second. like like it had hydraulics, it's just bouncing up and yeah. down. <laughs> but, I mean, that's that's a proof of concept. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. And he's all like smug about it. And then I the feel like that exact... wouldn't have calmed me at all. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> I mean, it gets it, like if it's able to lift off of just wind, then you know at least that it's aerodynamic enough to lift. So like, I get yeah, it. They're wings. And then it has the exact <laughs> same thing with the um the starters where he like fire like this time he only has five and he starts it on the very last one yeah and then the the smugglers arrive right as the plane takes <laughs> off so like there's a point where they shoot the the rudder off and they have to fix the rudder right but before they, they don't like, hit jump off any the of the, they don't hit on the wings no 
other than that, like... Well, also, like the, in the older one, they're like, hey, we gotta put the heavier guys in the middle, and we'll, we'll put the lighter guys sense. out. Yeah, the, the, but in the, this the, one, it was like, it was like all five in, like, the right side and two on the left. I was like, how does that work? <laughs> but they didn't mention that at all. They just, like, put them on the wings. Like, yeah, they just did that. I still don't like that they just were, like, held on. Like, that doesn't yeah. make sense. Doesn't I don't. Well me. The thing that I don't understand is there's a point when they're doing the part where they're joining the wings to the fuselage um and the, like you guys kind of brought it up the mexican guy sammy is like hiding in one thing to do it and they said it had to be him like why did <laughs> yeah why did it have to be he him? was the smallest so one. they said, he said so, like, he was small he, he's the smaller he's smaller than the woman yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said <laughs> and it can only be you sammy <laughs> I did like the one scene, like when they. So there's a point where they like they're using fuel to like make lamps, right? Oh yeah. So they can work at night, and then they accidentally blow up all their fuel. Yeah. Like almost all of it. So they're like, we have to work per day. They're like, oh shit, we're gonna go through the water. And he Laurie's like, actually, we probably like we'll use more water, but because we can see what we're doing, (laughs) our productivity per liter will actually go, or our was it productivity per pint pint will actually go up. (laughs) You know, I kind of like the stuff like that. Um. I liked his realization. There's a point where they're like, hey, why did we shut this down? Oh, because it wasn't cost effective. You did the cost benefit analysis, right? They're like, yeah. What do you think the cost benefit analysis of getting us back are basically implying that the company's not going to look for them? Yeah. Like, I liked that, those little interactions and that aspect of this movie. So, like, I actually liked the interactions in this one. This better. one was more what? lighthearted. But, like, what I, yeah. what I liked about the. Like, there's a little party scene. They're, yeah. like, playing golf while they're on lunch and stuff like they're that. They're always they shirtless. little toilet montage <laughs> where they, like, flip the sign around. Uh, Mike, you brought up that scene that Elliot killed the, the uh, smuggler. Yeah. And but then Dennis Quaid like yells at him like you're a murderer. <laughs> that's like, when the, that's when he shuts down and decides he's not gonna. Yeah, but help Dennis anymore. Quaid just killed like five guys just like right before that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's a difference. That wasn't in cold blood. That was like in self defense. Like they just shot one of his guys. This is a guy who can't help himself and is already still, dying. Still a murderer. Like that's cold blood. No, <laughs> there's a difference between self defense and cold blood. I guess self defense murder and cold blood murder. <laughs> but i mean i'm just saying if i could just kill five people and i see a guy kill somebody i'm not gonna call him out he struck well no first off he should so you're an idiot double d but we've clarified this before he's he yeah we have several times but if you notice he killed the guy initially he killed like three or four of them right away right with the pistol but then that one guy was getting away and he was all shaking because he was fucked up he just killed five people yep so I think he was remorseful. Like he didn't want that to happen. The only reason it happened is because Liddell was an idiot, and he was surprisingly good at it, though. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, he was really. I was like, oh shit, point. he's just, like Rainbow Six. <laughs> yeah, it's <Yeah>. quick, <laughs> but but like he was obviously shaken and disturbed by that. He didn't like doing that, and there is a difference between murder and cold blood, like killing somebody. It's like when you're in war, you're not allowed to kill a prisoner of war. And you're not allowed to kill an, a wounded man on the like after a battle's done. You're not supposed to just go kill wounded people on the battlefield. Like you're supposed to take them captive and like help them get better, and then you keep them as a prisoner, kind of thing. Now, in this particular circumstance, I get not wanting to help them, but you know, you could have just left them to die, or like it is the humane thing <laughs> to do. But, <laughs> just yeah. left it's the humane thing to do is so to put them out of his misery, dehydrated, bleed out. Right. That's, that's not humane. So, like, the humane thing to do is kill them. But like, I can understand if they had a discussion about it. So, like, I get the shock, but there is a difference between doing that in cold blood and, like, save, like killing five guys who all had guns aren't aimed at your dudes. What would Bill do? Right? <laughs> I, I don't really have anything else to say about this one. I do dislike the fact that they didn't really look like they'd been in the desert for 15 days. Yeah, well, in this one, it was longer. They had 30 days worth of water. In the original one, they only had 15 days, and uh, 10 to a 15 days of water. In this one, they had 30 they, days of they water. They were all just getting tans. <laughs> they were all yeah. standing yeah. out without their shirts. Being yeah. Right. Like, in the original one, that's one thing I really appreciate about the original one. Like, it looked like there was consequences to being out there. This one didn't have that. Like, they all looked just as healthy at the end of the movies as they did in the beginning. Look like they're like, Why do you keep wearing that light. leather jacket? Oh, man, that bothers yeah. <laughs> It's hot. Well, no, that's actually the right thing to do. So, to stay cool, it actually would do that. Like, you, you would actually yeah, get, do you better. you cover yourself, but with a leather jacket? <laughs> well, so sweat, you would actually feel less heat if you wore that in the long run because you sweat. That actually would cool you down. Like, if you notice, like, 
like people who pick like our fruit and produce they wear long sleeves and stuff like that because one it protects your skin but it also makes you sweat and then once the wind passes over it gives you that cooling effect like sweating is a good thing and to do in the heat leather (laughs) (laughs) it also protects you from all the sand i guess This one, there was also a bunch of storms. I I did like the lightning scene. And, like, I liked how they started to suspect. Like, this one, they started to suspect Elliot wasn't who they said they were. Because it wasn't grounded. He He didn't know about grounding. Because he didn't ground. Yeah, he didn't ground the plane. And then there's lightning comes. And it's like, that would have blown up the plane. But they were able to ground it by the last second. But same thing. Like, this guy was sinister for no reason. There was no payoff for it. No, not at all. But he is the future of NASA. (laughs) Right? I I don't have anything else to say about this movie. Um... (laughs) Really? <laughs> that's that's what I gotta say. <laughs> that's what he had to say. <laughs> the, the, one, the one last note that I have that I'm just flipping through my notes real quick. Um, so when he goes to see Liddell, like who wandered off to go get his watch kind of thing, he he's like, I'll build the wa- I'll build the plane if you come. He's like, how do I know you're not full of shit? And he like takes off his watch and gives yeah. it to him. I was like, what does that fucking <laughs> yeah. matter? Who cares? <laughs> it proves nothing to me, <laughs> Frank Town. And there's no sentimental value to his watch versus like his own watch. Yeah, where's my psycho? <laughs> That's I don't have anything else. Do you guys think this was a worthy remake? Um, I mean, it was an improvement. I would say I I think it's better than the original because it's like ninety percent the same. There are some differences, and it's it's easier to watch. But honestly, I don't think it needed to be made because the first one wasn't anything great. I agree with that. So do I think it's a better movie? And that's not what this podcast, we don't necessarily talk about which is better, but I think this was an easier one to watch, but I don't think it had to happen. Yeah. Didn't need to happen. Better movie though. Yeah. What about you, Alex? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I like if, if I'd never watched the original, I, I still like some merits of the original. I, I don't think the movie doesn't have merits. Like I do like like the makeup and I do like some of the dialogue better, but as a whole, it, it just dragged. It was so long and boring. Yeah, I feel like it, it's part of like it's kind of part of it. Like you, it puts us through this like like long like boring. So you can feel like, how it is to live in the desert, <laughs> just to get angry. Then <laughs> no you're there with them. <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, uh, I could have done either, either or. Like, really, this is like I'm just gonna forget about this. You pull for them, yeah. <laughs> move on. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can check out everything that's MDX Pods related on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we also are on YouTube now. Links are all in the description. Um, check out our other podcast, "Ruin My Childhood with Me and Cat." Uh, but other than that, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Bye. Bye.